It's gross. Stop. Don't walk away from me when I'm talking to you. Yeah, you just lie down there. Be a good dog. Super good dog, Wean Dog is. Hey, everybody. And then she runs away. Hi, everybody. It is me. Yeah, bye. Stu McAllister. With me, as always, are the dogs. I already mentioned Ween. There's Sadie Dog. Sadie Dog, come here. Where are you? Sadie Dog's down there somewhere. Uh, it is Monday, the 26th of July, the last Monday of the month. Good for you. Hope it was a good one. Mine was pretty good. It was busy. A busy day at work. I'll, I'll get to that soon enough. But I'm going to remind you guys, uh, August is coming up. Consider subscribing to the Patreon. If you like this shit, you like that shit. It's just more of the shit. <laughs> Five bucks a month. That's it. That's my commercial. Pretty short and sweet, right? I mean, we're only we're not even 90 minutes into this podcast, and I did the commercial, and I'm done with the commercial. It's over. The reason I bring it up is this morning, my boy, Matt Harper, the host of the L, uh, the host of the Elemental Podcast. God, I'm tired. The host of another episode podcast. He messaged me today, and he was talking about like, hey. We're famous. And he was talking about the town of Hastings, Michigan, which he lives. He's like, we're famous because uh, we're on this podcast. And the podcast was this vi- is this very popular podcast called Small Town Murders. You've probably heard it. Uh, I'm going to go check it out real quick. Hold on a minute here. Uh, oh, God. I hate it when your search history disappears you're like you have everything you want small town murders not fucking idiot small town small town murders uh there it is a small town murder it has 92,000 subscribers 92 thousand subscribers and that's just on Castbox. how many people like listen to it on a much more popular podcast platform for whatever reason i like Castbox best i don't know why but spotify uh iheart uh what is it the iphone uh their podcast platform imagine how many people they have listening to it so clearly much more popular podcasts than this one and that's fine most a lot are. I won't say most, because actually I think most aren't. Most podcasts aren't as popular as this one. I have six regular listeners. Six. Who listen regularly. I actually had a guy message me today about the podcast. I didn't even know this dude listened. And he just he messaged me and he said, Hey, I, uh, I missed Jamie on the podcast. He, he said, You guys were a good combination. And I wouldn't disagree there. Uh, she will be back for the live podcast. If you guys like Jamie, Jamie shall return August 28th at the palatial estate of Mr. Mike Pellerito when we do the live podcast. We'll, we'll be talking about shit and then we'll be showing the movie Cocktail afterwards. So you don't want to miss it. It'll be free. 
for free about Saturday, August 28th. I will get you more information uh, when I have it at hand. So uh, so I'm like, okay, I, I have a long day today, a long day of driving. I will listen to this podcast. It's not in my regular rotation of things to listen to, but I will listen to this podcast. And I get it, and I get to the episode, and this episode is three fucking hours long. Three hours. And I text Matt back, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Three hours? The investigation, uh, the, the murder, the investigation, and the trial took less than three hours. Like, Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know about you, everybody. I have a hard time listening to a podcast that long. I, uh, my mind wanders. I'm not really paying attention. I'm, I'm going off to other things. That's why I get, I get mad when people are like, oh, a, a book on tape or audio book it's just like reading a book fuck you fuck you fuck your mom fuck the author fuck whoever did the voiceover for the book you just listened to it is not the same okay uh, they were talking about it on the dan levitard show another podcast that i clearly enjoy I listen to a whole lot they were talking about how science research has proven that listening to something uh is it has is the same equivalent brain activity as actually reading. And um, while I'm not a researcher nor a scientist, I will call bullshit on that. At least because they always t- the the new chick Jessica on the podcast. I'm not a fan. I'll say it out loud. I'll say it to her goddamn face. Not a fan. She says, "Oh, well, my I, I, my brain thinks differently." Well, then fucking yeah. How about us then? Who I can actually read a book, but I can't listen to someone fucking drone on and ramble for three, four hours. How about that then? How about my brain thinks differently? How about the fact that it takes more concentration, more ability to focus when you're actually fucking reading as opposed to when you're sitting in a chair? Who who of you actually sit in a chair and listen to a podcast uh, or, or, or someone, a book on tape and you soak it all in? You don't because you're doing other shit. It's like, for me, podcasts, it's I'm doing other shit. I'm driving or I'm doing I'm doing yard work or whatever else. I'm not just sitting there paying attention. Fucking stupid. So three hours of this podcast. I'm like, motherfucker. And then the, uh, so I'm listening and the podcast starts and it's going. And the first five minutes of this thing it's just like a fucking commercial for the podcast itself the podcast the patreon talking about the two dudes they kept saying we're comedians i'm like i don't know maybe i've never heard of you fucks it's quite possible clearly they're more famous pod uh comedians than i am because their podcast has ninety-two thousand subscribers on Castbox. so they're doing something right but i'm, I'm not gonna lie everybody i fucking hate the f- the, the beginning of podcasts where it's just commercials and bullshit and whatever. Like, that's the thing now with the Dan Levitard show, too. It's all about goddamn DraftKings. The first 90 seconds of all their podcasts is fucking DraftKings. And then a good 90 seconds or whatever in the middle is fucking DraftKings. At the end of the podcast, it's another 90 seconds plus of DraftKings. Fuck DraftKings. Jesus Christ, we got it. You're fucking, you got $50 million from DraftKings for your fucking podcast. Fuck. All right. God, stop bragging. Jesus, eat my balls. 
So it's oh, it's like six minutes before these fuckers actually start talking about the fucking case, and then they don't actually even start talking about the case. They're giving they're breaking down like the demographics of the town of Hastings and why it's a small town. How many people live there, and what's the ethnic breakdown, and what's uh, the educational breakdown? What's how many men, how many women? What's the average age? What's the uh, income? What's uh, the cost of living? It's all of this shit. It's legitimately it's a good half hour before they even start talking about the case. I'm like motherfucker, and I, I'm texting Matt as this is going along, and he's like, "Yeah, I stopped listening after I don't know what he said, forty minutes or whatever." I'm like, okay. I don't blame you, Matt. I don't blame you, but I'm plowing through this shit. I'm like, I got a lot of time to today. It was like a 11 and a half hour day or whatever. I got a lot of time in the goddamn van driving around delivering dipping dots to people. So, uh, I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. And it's these dudes who say that they're comedians. I'm like, ah, fuck me, man. I'll say this out loud. You, the listener of this podcast, could do just as good a job as comedy as these two dudes did because they're just riffing. That's what they do. They're just, I'm fucking, we're riffing. Oh my God, this guy, he works for Kellogg's. Oh my God, if I could, how many severed fingers do you think you put in a special K box? You know, it's just shit, real easy shit, nothing too incredibly difficult. We're comedians. I want to say this to you, everybody. If you have to keep telling everybody you're a comedian, you're clearly you're not doing comedy right. People will figure that shit out on their own. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm a comedian. I'm probably more like a, a, a swearian. I like to swear a whole lot. I'm a swearierian. That's what I like to do. I'm a big swear. Fuck comedy. Comedy's dead. It's all about swearing. But I'm not going to tell you that I swear all the time. There's no need. You fuckers can figure that out on your own. Like, now, if I say something funny, you might go, oh, dude's a comedian. That's fucking not for me to tell you. It's for you guys to decide. If this guy's funny, is he funny? No. <laughs> but whatever. Right? I'm not going to tell you what I am. Am I a podcaster? Fuck no. I'm not even a podcaster. I speak in this Radio Shack tape recorder pretty much every day if that makes me a podcaster I guess I'm not too fucking worried about it but they go through this whole story it's relatively interesting it happened back in 1986 I uh, I did not live in Michigan at the time so I was unfamiliar with the story uh, I asked Matt if he remembered it fuck Matt I don't Matt was like three I think when it happened, so clearly he doesn't remember any of the shit. Uh, it was a pretty brutal murder. And then it just sounds like the one guy who did it, he got his. But then all these people who are the co-conspirators, they kind of got away with shit. They were found not guilty. It's all very weird and sordid. And he had like a follow-up at the end of he was following through with people. Like, where are they now kind of thing. So I wish he'd talk more about like, the prosecutors and the sheriffs because if they're the ones who are bungling things you want to where are these fucking idiots where are these bumbling fools who fucking let murderers go <sighs> so would i tell you to listen to it i don't know not really but what the fuck do i know i i think i have listened to the podcast before 
there was a period of time like a year and a half, two years ago, where all of these podcasts I were listening to just were surrounded by murders and serial killers and gruesome rapes and pedophiles and shit. Everything was crime-oriented. And I felt like it was fucking with my brain. Like, I'm just listening to too much of this shit, and it just makes me go, human beings are awful. I mean, you're supposed to try to trust each other. And I get there are fucking scumbags and psychopaths and, and sociopaths out there, but fuck, it's com- coming from me. How sad is it that coming from this guy, the guy who swears a whole lot and everything else, fucking, ah, uh, uh, I'm the one trying to tell people to, to trust others. And again, I fucking hate people. Never forget that, everybody. I hate people. But try to let me fucking find some humanity out there. Try, try to let me believe that human beings deserve better and can do better. But when you're constantly bombarded with death, murder, rape, mayhem every fucking day, I think it just wore me down. So, like, was it last podcast on the left was another one. And then I'm just, I was listening to all these, like, random serial podcasts. Like, Dr. Death was one. And there was another one about this fucking guy who's just traveling across the country murdering women. You're like, why the fuck? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that I can't continue to consume that kind of fucking material and have it go in my brain and live a normal life. Fuck. I don't know how cops do it, prosecutors do it, fucking uh, uh, forensic medical examiners, how they do it. Day in and day out, you're dealing with the dregs of humanity. No wonder cops are pissed all the time. No wonder cops are drunks. No wonder cops beat their wives. Fuck me, man. Your resources are limited. When the only thing that you have at the house to punch is your wife? Come on, man. You got to punch your wife. (laughs) So I stopped listening to these podcasts. I did and I think maybe that's why I like the Dan Levitard show. They don't ever really talk about death, murder, mayhem. They talk about social issues. They talk about sports. So it's much more fun. I, 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 will, I will recommend that one, the Dan Levitard show. Even if you're not a sports fan, go, go listen to one, one day. It's weird how I complained about three-hour podcasts because essentially the Dan Levitard show is almost like a three-hour podcast every day. They break down into like segments, though. There's like four segments that are usually anywhere from like 25 to 40 minutes. And there's four of them, so it's not quite uh, three hours. But you guys get it. You get it. You know what I'm talking about. It's a good time. Speaking of sports, it was a weekend of wrestling. I went to an event in Kalkaska on Saturday. I talked about that on the Patreon. It was a shit ton of fun. And then last night I went to another one in Muskegon. I hadn't planned on it because it was supposed to have been on Saturday, but because this event was happening outside, they rescheduled it. They did it on a boat. Oh, that, everybody. Apparently... The boat they were on was a boat that was used in World War II to transport soldiers to the shores of Normandy, the the D-Day invasion of France. So it's a pretty historical building, and here we are having a 
professional wrestling event on top of it. It kind of seems disrespectful thinking about it now, but what, what do I know? Clearly, people who work for the military are like, oh shit, uh, tours aren't going so well. Let's see what we can do. Maybe one day we'll have a fucking sock hop on deck. Uh, maybe we'll let the swingers club come in. They can use the facilities as long as they clean up after themselves. They can have fun with all the semen. Uh, so whatever. So they had a wrestling event on top of it. It was interesting to see. I um I think I'm getting wrestling burnout though. Everybody, I've been going pretty regularly to these events, and even though there's a couple different promotions that I've been to, a lot of the wrestlers just bounce back and forth. Right? They're in this profession or promotion one night. The next promotion, the next night, they're in a different promotion, and it's just like comedy. Right, you're you're working in this town, you're working in that town, whatever. Who's who's giving me a paycheck? I don't give a shit. But you're seeing the same dudes, and they're fighting the same dudes. And a lot of the times, these guys are relatively uh, limited in their athletic ability. Maybe they're limited in their uh, talking ability. A lot of these guys, their go-to is just yelling at the crowd to shut up. A lot of them just give the finger, which I'm like, I, you know, in a small-town promotion, small-time promotion, you can get away with shit like that. But if you want to get bigger, like uh, it was the AEW or the uh, WWE, like you can't be giving people the finger. The shit goes on television. That shit doesn't fly on television. So, I mean, I clearly, I don't give a shit. But I'm like, you don't want to be stuck in small town promotions for the rest of your life. I wouldn't think. So, and a lot of these guys are, it's all, for some of these dudes, like this is their, they're working on their chops. And uh, it's kind of like practice. And I'm like, I'm tired of watching these guys fucking practice. And I'm beginning to see how, like, you know, we all know by now that all wrestling is scripted. Oh, hi, Dimps. Dimps has come up to see me. Hi, Dimps. How are you doing? That's my cat, Dimps. I have I had problems with Dimps this weekend. I threatened to take her back to the shelter she came from, but we're, we're trying to work things out. We're trying to work things out, right, Dimps? There she goes. She's walking away. So I'm tired of kind of knowing how things are going to go. There's a certain level of surprise that you want. Like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming, right? I mean, that's you read mystery murders, right? Or you listen to them on audiobook. And you listen to it for the excitement. Like, oh, fuck, I didn't see that coming. And, and unfortunately, lately in the wrestling promotions, I'm seeing all the shit coming and while the athletic ability is is always fun and entertaining it's not quite as good as you'd want it to be i'm a i am a high flyer dude jump off the ropes do weird shit that's my favorite part not enough guys in these promotions do it so but uh you know it was a good time again i will tell you to go see it go see one go support your local wrestler 
go uh, go support your local local band, local comedy show, local theater, whatever. Support local, right? Big time guys got theirs. Help out the small time people get to where they want to be. Help them live out their fucking dreams. So I, I know there's one at the end of August. Oh fuck, is it on the twenty eighth? Oh shit, it might be the same day as the podcast. Um, now I gotta go fucking look. Hold on a minute here. Uh uh uh. Oh, sorry everybody. I know you don't want fucking to hear any of this shit. Nope. Phew. It's the week before. Saturday, August 21st. It's in town at Vandermill Cider, which they did a lot of uh, Laugh-Fest shows there. Very nice facility. I, I would not have thought the first year I heard they were doing shows there. I'm like, what the fuck? But they got a nice kind of like basement warehouse storage area, so I'm assuming that's where the wrestling will be. So I'm going to go check that out. But I think other than that, I'm going to take a breather. And a lot of this wrestling, it's becoming a little too family-friendly. Like, too many people are bringing their kids. And uh, I, I'm not about that. I, 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 I'm I, a fucking an adult. I want a little more hardcore shit. That's just me. But, but there we go, everybody. So maybe I'll see you on uh, Saturday, August 21st at Vandermill. Vandermill Cider. So yesterday, yesterday, I don't want to say I got into a fight, because it wasn't a fight. But I got into a little discussion with a guy on Facebook. His original post was about how he didn't particularly care for this Facebook group. It's called Eat GR. All one word. E-A-T-G-R. Eat GR. And it's essentially, it's a private group on the facial book. And it's basically, it's where people can go and talk about restaurants here in Grand Rapids. And I've heard a lot of people complain about that group before. A lot of people complain about the administrators, the admins of the group. And I'm not a foodie at all. I'm like, I like this restaurant. And there we go. That's about it. I'm not going to talk to you about this or that, the nuances of it. I don't Because I don't give a shit. I, I'm sort of one of these guys that like, just give me something to eat. I can eat the same thing every day. I almost do. People, like my old roommates used to fucking mock me for eating the same shit. I used to just always I'd eat spaghetti every night. I would just eat spaghetti. Why would I eat spaghetti? Because it was fucking easy to make and I like it. Right? Bing, bang, boom. I'd eat spaghetti and a salad. Boom. Done. Easy to make. But he was talking, I guess they were talking about what's your favorite steakhouse. And he mentioned two. I guess he mentioned Chop House and one other one. And they're higher end steakhouses, but apparently they're chains. Chop House is a chain. I didn't know. So it got removed, his his comment got removed, and it was because this group, I guess, is very particular about things that are just and only Grand Rapids related. So they wouldn't want you like, hey, I love Texas Roadhouse Steaks. I, I love, love fucking Logan Steakhouse. What do you have none of these chains? It's this, it has a, one restaurant and it's here in town. So it got removed and it, he was just talking about it and how he's fed up with the group, this, that, and whatever. And I was like, well, it's a private group, so clearly these guys have their ulterior motives. And I had heard they kind of try to strong arm 
restaurants and giving them free food. We'll give you a positive review in our group if you give us a free meal or whatever. Like, I don't know if it's true or not. If it's true, it's bullshit. It's the whole thing of like, I'm an influencer. Let me eat for free and I'll give you a good review. Or fuck you, eat my balls, pay for this shit like everybody else. So I, I, mess, I commented that to him. And then he started talking about like comedy shows for some reason. I really don't know where that came from. He's like, I hate going to comedy shows. Where's the two drink minimum? And then at these open mics where uh, they're not, no one's funny. And then they get mad because nobody's laughing. And then I just tell them like that this shit's not funny. Like he was talking about heckling. And he's like, I don't, I don't heckle, but I, but I do this, which is heckling. <laughs> so I tell him like, Hey man, um, when you go to open mics, I broke it down for him. Very simple. I said, open mics are for where new people go to work on new material because they're just trying to figure out their voice and figure out how they want to say things and how to be funny. So they're new. And then for more experienced guys, they're there to work on new material. That Who knows if it's going to work out. It'll probably be a little better because they've probably found their voice in some capacity. But they got to work this shit out. Open mics are practice. They're fucking practice. That's all it is. It's so. I mean, would you go to uh, a fucking high school football practice and and be mad that they weren't doing things well? No. Would you go to like an NBA team practice and watch them play basketball and they're doing things wrong? Would you get mad? No. It's fucking practice. So for him to say what he was saying was just weird. And then I told him too. I'm like, hey man. If you don't like the show, you don't need to yell at the comics. You can do something better. And that's leave. You just leave. If you're not happy, fucking get up and leave. Like, are you going to stay through a fucking movie you don't like? No. You get up and you leave. I've left comedy shows. I've talked about it before on the podcast. You Shows that I've paid for. I'm like, this is shit. I wanted to leave the Jerry Seinfeld show, but because it was in a big fucking theater and I was probably 20 rows from the stage, it would have been incredibly difficult for me to get up during the middle of his act. Hey, Jerry, you suck. I'm leaving. But I wanted to. And Jamie, who was with me, she also was like, this is awful. But So I've done it. It's just weird. And then um, the tutoring minimum, Here, here's the thing with that too, everybody. The, the tutoring minimum has become like a weird stereotype it's a trope it's not even really two drink minimum it's a two item purchase at a comedy club i'll speak to dr grin specifically because i worked there forever i know the club i understand it you don't have to buy two drinks you don't have to buy two whiskey and cokes two beers two whatever you can get uh, a beer and a hamburger you can buy yourself a margarita and a pizza you can have yourself two fucking bottles of water you can buy whatever the hell you want it's just two it's a two item but people just become preconditioned to hearing the two drink minimum and why is it a two drink minimum Stu? well this is why i tell you ticket prices for most comedy shows are pretty cheap right Use for a paid show you're paying usually anywhere from 10 to 20 dollars maybe it'll be more if it's a special show if it's a bigger name comedian and that, I'm talking comedy clubs. If you're going to like a theater or a, an arena, you're probably paying more because, again, it's a much bigger comedian. You're, you're paying for the fame. You're paying for the fame. 
But to go to Dr. Grin's Thursday night, it's like 10 bucks, and you'll see a goddamn great show. Will you, will you know who the comedian is? Good portion of the time, unless you're a big comedy fan, you probably won't, but you're going to have a good time. So the tickets are cheap. And so what they want you to do is they want you to buy a fucking couple drinks, buy a burger, buy whatever. And that's why they can keep the ticket prices cheap. And I, this is between you and me, too. If I were to go to a fucking show, I would probably buy two beers. You're at the comedy show for 90 minutes or so. If I were to go to a bar, I would probably order two beers within 90 minutes of me being there anyway, right? I'd probably buy one, I'd milk it a little bit, and then after the 45 minutes or whatever, I'd probably buy another one, right? It, you just do. It's weird to me when people get real fucking bitchy about the two-drink minimum. Eat my butthole. When everything's done and said, going to a comedy show and buying two beers would be is going to be cheaper for you than if you were to go see a, a comedy movie at your, at your local movie house... You're probably paying 15 bucks plus for a ticket, and then you're probably going to get popcorn. You're probably going to get soda. Hey, fuck, it's a two-item order there. I mean, you don't have to, but you probably are. You're going to buy fucking candy or something. A lot of fucking movie theaters now actually sell food. You can buy a hot dog or something else, chicken wings or whatever. Fuck me, man. For this guy to complain about the two-drink minimum, I'm like, are you being a cheap-ass bitch? Are you being a cheap motherfucker? And I guess it bothered me even more because this is a guy who I would call an entertainer. Like, I, I met him years ago. He would do improv and he would do sketch stuff. He did stuff with his girlfriend who became his wife, who became his ex-wife. You know, whatever. I don't think he's doing shit now, but he did way back when. So fucking just relax, dude. Fuck, if you guys have a problem with the two-item minimum, then fucking don't go to shows, I guess. Jesus Christ, you cheap bastard. Just stay at home and watch fucking shit on Netflix. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, too, that nothing compares. Comedy on Netflix or Amazon or whatever does not compare to seeing it live. Just off the top of my brain, a show with Big J Okerson. I don't know if you know Big J or not. He does a lot of crowd work. He's doing crowd work at Grants. He ended up talking to a woman who was uh, like a transsexual porn star. <laughs> Are you going to get that on a Netflix special? Probably fucking not. It was unreal. Just fucking unreal. Uh, speaking of which, Dr. Grins will be opening. Uh, they're supposed to make an official announcement this week. I noticed on their page they had the, an event already set up, so I'm going to fucking say it now. Fuck them. Uh, for those who live in the Grand Rapids area will, or can travel to Grand Rapids, uh, August 19th is when they officially open. Thursday, August 19th, right? Yes. Uh, yep. And it will be that weekend will be uh, Greg Fitzsimmons pretty popular comedian he's got his own popular podcast uh good stuff he's he's been in some shit funny dude there you go so if you guys give a shit if you live in the grand rapids area august 19th greg fitzsimmons i don't know who else is coming after him the subsequent weeks but uh, but there you go everybody how about how about that um 
How about this, everybody? This is like some straight fucking Breaking Bad horseshit. This is the kind of stuff that they're going to do a podcast about this fucking lunatic in a couple of years. This guy, his name is Kent Hine. If your name is Kent, you're an asshole. I'm sure of it, right? Kent Hine. This guy is an asshole. He is a uh, a marijuana farmer. And uh, he's got a farm out in Lodi Township, which is out near Ann Arbor, I believe. So it's on the southeast side of Michigan. And he's got a farm. Uh, and he's just doing his thing. Weed here is legal, so, you know, whatever. Farm away. Farm away, Kent. Farm away. But uh, apparently he's a bit of a fucking lunatic. Because he would always tell people, like, hey, if anyone ever tries to steal from me, I will fucking murder them and burn their body. And, well, I guess he felt like he needed to uh, follow through on that because that's exactly what he fucking did. This goddamn marijuana lunatic. Um, he was accused of fatally shooting this guy, Kyle Lark, I guess you say his name. Kyle was only 27 years old. This happened back in February of 2020. I guess Kyle and uh, his buddy... We're going to go to fucking Kent's farm and they were going to steal like a 10 pound brick of weed. I have no idea. What does that look like? Is that big? I'm assuming that's relatively big. Is that worth a lot of money? Again, I'm not a marijuana dude. I don't know this shit. To me, it doesn't seem like anything you would want to murder somebody over. You know, murder someone over 10 pounds of weed. I can see maybe murdering someone over 10 pounds of gold. <laughs> gold's fucking crazy. But, um, so he's apparently Kyle and his partner in crime, Michael Battle, went there to go fucking steal the weed. And, uh, well, it didn't work out so well for fucking Lark. Because he, uh, he got shot and then apparently, um, Kent tried to burn the body too. Jesus Christ. And then he was going to dump the body at a, a dump. The town fucking dump. What a fucking asshole. Uh, apparently one of the, an employee of Kent kind of, I don't want to say narked on him, but he basically was like, yeah, he would talk about all the time uh, Well, how this is what he was going to do. And apparently Kent showed him where these two assholes lark and battle broke in and then he showed him the surveillance footage of it but he paused it before it, he, he got to the point where he kent shot the dude but he described how he shot him on the property and then he shot him five more times why are you telling your employee this how much weed did you smoke that you think it would be okay to incriminate yourself in a fucking murder and then you're just telling your employee like i don't know man if my employee told me that he murdered somebody i'd be like uh what just crazy uh Apparently, the lawyer of Kent is pointing out that House, the guy's name is Adam House. How about that? If not Adam House, 
of Sunday Slawfane, apparently different Adam House, who knew there was another Adam House in this world. But he pointed out that Adam House originally told investigators he didn't know anything about the incident. But a few months later, House told the investigators his current story, saying he originally lied out of fear. Yeah, I'd probably lie out of fear, too, if my employer told me he shot someone and then showed me video of it. Fucking Christ. Bunch of people. So a bunch of people who actually know shit were uh, interrogated or interviewed or examined or whatever you want to call it. Megan Moore, an Eastern Michigan University professor and expert in forensic anthropology. Dr. Jansen of the University of Michigan Department of Pathology. And Hannah Friedlander, human remains analyst for the Michigan State Police. Uh, so this fucker, I'm assuming he's going to go to jail. He's currently free on a $850,000 bond. We'll see. But, I mean, it definitely sounds like this fuck is going to go to jail. And, and rightfully so. Fucking Christ, man. He murdered someone over 10 pounds of weed. You're a fucking farmer. To me, it seems like you'd be farming way more than that. Ugh, what a fucking asshole. I hope Kent uh, turns into somebody's fucking purse. And by purse, I mean his butthole gets fucking reamed. <laughs> Speaking of assholes, oh my God. I probably would not have seen this, but they talked about this pot, this on the Eric Zane Show podcast today. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was just so uh, crazy and weird that I'm like, I am going to need to talk about this myself as well. Uh, maybe. God damn it. Hold on, everybody. The the story went to another thing. This is a, this is a story about a fucking asshole. This happened here in Grand Rapids. There was a guy who doesn't live terribly far from me. He lives near the corner of Eastern and Franklin, which uh, I'm not going to lie. That is uh, where the old, well, the old, the DHS department is. That's where I used to work when I uh, worked for Child Protective Services. It's not a very nice neighborhood. They were probably able to get all the, uh, the land over there super cheap. And probably a lot of the people who they service live over that way. So uh, that's probably why it's over there. But fuck me, man. So this guy, he lives over that way. And he did something what I would consider pretty stupid. Uh, he had a noose in his uh, window. Just hanging there. Like clear is is fucking the sun. And... uh God knows why. All right, I need to pause it here. Hold on a second, everybody. God knows why this guy uh, had it up. And it's in a neighborhood where, again, it is not a very nice neighborhood. There's a lot of African-American people who live in that area. And I'm not saying that African-Americans are not good people or whatever, but it's a low-income area. And sadly, a lot of African-Americans are low-income and if I were to see a noose and I was an African-American in my neighbor's fucking window, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this cocksucker? So, uh, News 8 went to go talk to this douchebag. I would be, they sent a woman to go talk to him. 
Hopefully she came with a cameraman. Uh, but this guy just seems like an asshole. So let's get let's get to it, everybody. Hold on. Concerned passerby posting it on Facebook, where it then prompted outrage. Parkadet investigator Susan Samples talked to the homeowner. The noose was hanging in the window of a home in Susan looks like the kind of woman who could hold her own anyway. Like, if this fucking asshole decided he wanted to throw down with Susan, I might put some money on Susan, right? I don't know if you guys have ever seen her or not, but uh, she's been in a couple bar fights before in her life. I know it. All right, let's get back to the story. Meg, come on. Work with me. Well, uh, they, what, they, don't, they didn't fucking like that I was... It is down tonight, but far from forgotten. So he took it down. Because this guy was drunk as fuck. His bo the bottom part of his window is just a piece of plywood. So this fucking idiot is a fucking idiot. But once he did, the 59-year-old homeowner had a lot to say. Why did you have a... So he just sounds drunk as fuck. I think the politicians should be hung. Okay. His fucking porch, the steps to his porch look like shit. He, yeah. He's a hillbilly who lives in the city. You heard right. Casimir says the noose had nothing to do with race. And it is a fucking huge noose that he's got in like his attic window. Who's, who makes a noose? Are you, can you guys make a noose? I have zero ideas on how to make a noose. This guy is too comfortable with that shit. He's got a cigarette behind his ear. He's just yelling at his dog. I f he probably fucks that dog. Oh, Christ. He's a mess. He's drunk, too. 100% this dude's drunk. But took it down when a neighbor told him his home had hit Facebook. And if oh my God, dude, you're Facebook famous. Your house, it's on the internet. You are a fucking celebrity, and you are one of them. What I would call an influencer. You're goddamn famous, man. Who noted everyone knows what a hangman's noose represents? It didn't occur to you that people might be offended? No, no, and I don't care if they're offended. Casimir claims his beef is with government corruption. He's had a lot of interaction with the government himself, like an ongoing fight with code enforcement over the condition of his property. Yeah, his property looks like shit. He's the kind of dude, I'm surprised he doesn't live next door to me. What a fucking asshole. A criminal record that includes this 2011 standoff with police prompted when someone reported a man with a gun on Casimir's Eastern Avenue porch. He called the standoff a misunderstanding. I was drunk and my stereo was on, never heard it. I, I was drunk like I am right now, and I don't give a fuck. That flag on his porch, by the way, is Australia, left behind by an old girlfriend, according to him. He says he plans to put the noose back up, but with a big sign making it clear it's for corrupt politicians. He's, he's wearing uh, cut-off jean shorts and croc shoes. And he's cut off the sleeves on his t-shirt. This dude is a fucking wreck. 
Grand Rapids police tell me they received a call about the noose, but when they went to the home, it had already been taken down. Police did not make contact with the homeowner. Well, there you go, everybody. So fucking uh, some asshole doing an asshole thing. Uh, that's the kind of thing where if I hear in a week that uh, his house burned down, I'd be like, well, I'm surprised it took that long. What a fucking cocksucker. All right, everybody, that's it. I'm going to end it on that note. Uh, I'm going to remind you guys a couple things. Again, the live podcast will be Saturday, August 28th. It'll be free. It'll be held in Lake Odessa at the palatial estates of Mr. Mike Pellerito. He's been nice enough to uh, let us borrow some of his property. So we're going to go do that. I know he said if people just want to stay and get hammered, there'll be a campfire. You can uh, camp out if you want. Bring a tent. Have some fun that way. Because uh, we'll, we're going to be doing the podcast, and then we're going to talk about uh, the movie Cocktail and all of the weird shit that I got in the mail, and then we'll show the wonderful movie Cocktail as well. Matt Harper, host of another episode podcast, will be providing the screen and everything for that. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned for all the information. Hopefully it'll be as fun as the very first live podcast that we did like two years ago. Uh, if you guys can do a couple things for me, I've talked about Matt Harper in another episode podcast every Wednesday. They drop new episodes. Uh, this coming Wednesday, they're talking about uh, the Olsen twins have a movie. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the Countdown to 18 or something like that. I'm not really sure. I've never seen a movie with the Olsen twins. But uh, every Wednesday, they drop new episodes. You can follow them on your favorite podcast platform and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do that. Go check out the whole thing, Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. Gourmet Donuts right down there in Forney, Texas. So when it is fucking 110 degrees out in Forney, go over to the whole thing, Donut Shop. Enjoy the AC. Get yourself a nice gourmet donut. Life will be good. Go like the fan page on Facebook, the whole thing, Donut Shop. Forney, Texas, and uh, go give them a visit if you ever happen to be in the Dallas area. Then go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Get yourself some brownies, some chocolate bombs, uh, coasters, face masks, all sorts of good stuff, coffee mug. I got all that shit from uh, another uh, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Uh, so go like their fan page and then message her and see what uh, she's got for sale. Buy something. Adam House, not the employee at the weed farm, Adam House of the Sunday Slaw fame. He and his wife, Stephanie, they talk about coleslaw. They make Facebook lives of themselves eating coleslaw. So go give their page a like, follow along, watch the funny videos, message them about where they can get some good coleslaw too, and uh, that would be fantastic. Then last but not least, my boy, John Midgley has a page about his magic exploits. It's Magic JBM on uh, Facebook. The B stands for Big Dick. John Big Dick Midgley. I've seen it. It's huge. Fucking, they should call him the machete. That's how big it is. It's huge. But go follow along if you dig magic. Uh, he's got some cool videos. He's got a book for sale as well, too. So do all that for me if you could. Before he started doing magic, though, John was a, a he's a little bit of a, of a whiz in the kitchen. And uh, he started, he didn't make coleslaw, he started making homemade tater salad. 
He was doing all these weird experiments with all the different kinds of potatoes, all the different kinds of fucking mayo. He actually, he was trying to fucking do a weird concoction with potato salad made with mustard. Just like, not mustard potato salad, but mustard salad that haven't had potatoes in it. And I think uh, that failed miserably, and I think that kind of set his uh, potato salad career in the shitter. But his magic is much better, so go check out Magic JBM. So do all those things for me. Consider subscribing to the Patreon. And uh, I will be back tomorrow night for that. You guys have a good one. We'll see you later. Okay, bye.